0: Welcome to the Survival Prepper Show, where being labeled a crazy prepper is a badge of honor. Learn about disaster preparedness, survival, and get ready for whatever challenges might come your way. This is not your typical prepping podcast, and they won't be silenced by the censors. Here are your hosts, Duff and Dale.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, tonight should have a, a pretty good one for you. Brian uh, looked up some stuff on the Posse Comitatus Act, uh, and even some stuff I didn't know about the National Guard, and I think probably a lot of us will be uh, kind of surprised about some of the some of the things that they could do. I mean, granted, I mean, are, should we ever be surprised at some of the stuff the government could do? <laughs> I think they could basically do whatever the heck they want, but you know. Oh, should be good though. And then want to talk about some of the food, uh the food crisis, how twenty twenty three is shaping up to be uh no picnic, I suppose to put it that way. Uh anyway, what's up with you?
2: Not much, man. Just uh enjoying the cool weather and a little bit of rain today. Sat in watch- eating some uh some chips and chili and watching a little bit of football today, man. It was nice.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's been th- the last two weeks, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but the last two weeks have been hotter than hell. And then these last two days, it fall finally showed up it, a little bit. It seems. I mean, it was uh, sixty or, or almost sixty, not even sixty yesterday, which was insane. From ninety degrees to sixty is is huge. You got to put on a sweater.
2: <laughs> no, other than a brief uh, stint down down in Georgia when it got hot this summer, uh, it's I've been up in Michigan, man. It's been in the seventies. I mean, there's been some uh, a few days here and there where it gets up into the mid to upper eighties. It has just been an awesome summer.
1: Yeah, seventy degrees. Seventy. It's between seventy and eighty. is Like perfect, I think. So, uh, and, uh before we get into this, I had a couple things before we get into those couple of subjects. Um, uh, my internet is being all crazy. I had to do some weird stuff. So, if it does, if you get that spinning wheel of death tonight, just hang in there. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't see that happening, but just in case, I wanted to give everyone fair warning. Uh, also, before we get into the meat of the show, uh, last week I did a, a video over at Survivals Prepper, a live video talking about different types of bags and stuff, and White Rabbit and Miss the River had commented on the bags that they use, and I didn't really... I, I didn't make it. I didn't go into detail with misreading the river. So I wanted to talk about his case and all that just a little bit today, because on that I made it almost made it sound like all he had was a dry bag <laughs> and that's what he put all the stuff in, but it's, but it's not the case. It's a little bit more in, de- in depth than that. So um, let me uh, find this article here. This is, I'll put this on full screen here and correct me if I'm wrong. Miss Reading the river. I believe he's in the chat. This is basically the pack that he was talking about. And on the show, I kind of pulled up this picture right here, uh, and it was just the just the the dry bag itself. But what he mentioned right as I was kind of ending that segment was this mainframe that he has, this J1 mainframe, uh, which is pretty damn cool. So this bag, his bag goes on this mainframe, and it's... it's uh, not Molly compatible. What is it? What it, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, you you can do a lot of stuff with it, basically, uh, but it's it's kind of a cool cool setup. Uh, and he's got the the pouches on the side, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what he has, and that's a pretty cool setup. Misreading the river is kind of that that dude that uh, has really kind of has. It. I mean, he's got a defined situation right where he knows exactly what he wants and he's really got it kind of figured out i mean more than most people i think
2: what you agree yeah i mean no he has he has it going on I, i like it i like his uh his style man he's doing some good stuff and he's out there living the life and uh he's doing how he sees fit man it's it's good to see
1: Yeah, yeah. So kind of a cool, I mean, that's more than the the $200 I spent. When you consider that and then the bag itself, you're looking at, you know, right around $400, just worth of stuff to have to put things in. (laughs) Um, I also wanted to go through uh, White Rabbits. She was talking about this, and we saw this, a little bit of this on the after show at the bug allocation. But she's got kind of the same type of thing. Uh, And she put in there, it was a 70 liter pro pack. Uh, and it's a dry bag, uh, which is, I mean, it looks pretty cool, but like a pretty cool bag. And then she's got bags inside. Oops, wrong. But I'm trying to click on the picture over there. Um, she's got bags inside of that dry bag. So uh, just, it just kind of my whole point was it kind of shows the differences between everybody's bug out bags and, you know, what they're what they use, what they're comfortable with. Your climate, uh, you know, it may be necessary, especially if you lived in like Oregon or something. It would be necessary to have, uh, you know, a bag
2: kind of like these ones. So well, you, wherever you live, you better keep you better have a uh, some something taken into account for keeping your stuff dry inside that bag, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need at least a trash bag, like a, a trash bag or some sort of dry bag inside that bag uh, that will keep all the water out, man. You, otherwise, your stuff's going to soak. soaked.
1: Yeah. And I think you mentioned that before is putting a liner inside the bag. Um, I've got a huge poncho that I could throw over it, but that's not as um, no. 100% effective, I suppose, as having something in there. But like White Rabbit said, she puts dry bags inside her dry bags mm-hmm. or, yeah. or dry bag. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, I, I think you should. I mean, at, at a minimum, I think you should have stuff like in uh, like Ziploc bags, you know, quart or gallon Ziploc bags. Yeah, it just that way, because at some point you're going to open that thing up. And then and it, and if it's wet out, then stuff, water gets in there. So all your stuffs inside is pr- protected as well. So it's just making sure.
1: Yeah, uh, Peter in the chat said uh, pack covers work well. Also, I need to look into pack covers. I, I've honestly didn't even know they made those. Is it like a poncho for your for your bug out bag? <laughs> yeah, they
2: have they have like an elastic band on it's kind of like you know like a uh the hat when they when they serve food those little they they stick to your head kind of It's but it's made for a uh the backpack size thing
1: the cafeteria nurse or a cafeteria cook's hair net
2: yeah those <laughs> those head nets and they how they kind of gri- you know just grip around your head and same thing with the yeah. pack just bigger and they, i mean they make them in cool camouflage i i have one it's i mean it's worth tossing on there or have whatever thing you know again it I'm a big fan of keeping my shit dry, dude, as much as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple in mind. I've got my first aid kit that's in a, it's a called a Loctite bag. It's basically a Ziploc bag, uh, but it's got the double seals and um, all of that. So, uh, yeah, it's it, definitely a good idea. I'm going to have to look up one of those covers. Uh, at any rate, just when, wanted to show in, that.
2: What's what that. it also, What it also helps you to do, when you have your stuff in individual bags inside as well, mostly in individual bags, or like in grouped items in a bag, when you're feeling through it, it, you can go, okay, like this is my cook kit. This is, you know, in in the dark, it lets you kind of narrow down your choices so you don't get stuff strewn everywhere as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so I I just wanted to show that because in that, like I said, in that last video, I kind of made it sound like Misreading the River had just a dry bag, and that's what he was using for his bug out bag. And it goes a lot more in depth than than that, so which is pretty cool. Uh, he also, I was, I did another video talking about cheap prepping supplies, and he put a lot of comments on there about gear that he wants <laughs> or that he would need and the really expensive stuff. And it, and it proves the point of he knows exactly what his situation is, knows exactly what he needs and wants, and how to use it and all that stuff. And um, that's when you go. For that that uh, more higher price stuff, rather than when you're first starting out and you really don't have a clue about what you're doing. But yeah, he's yeah. he's got a really defined situation and knows exactly what he's doing, so it's very cool. Uh, kind of see what he's doing. Um, do you want to start with food crisis, or actually, you know what? Like, today is September 11th, so let's kind of go through that a little bit. Um, you uh, sent this article. You showed me this article. Uh, And it just kind of goes through some of the stuff that happened in 9-11. This, actually, do do you want me to play this? It's just the the stuff that happened on September 11th. Yeah, whatever you think. We'll see if it'll actually
2: play.
0: Here's a look at this day in history. September 11th. In 1777, General George Washington and his forces met defeat at the Battle of Brandywine in Pennsylvania. On this day in 1936, President Franklin D. Roosevelt dedicated what is now Hoover Dam in Colorado. Didn't know that. In 1962, the Beatles recorded their first songs with music label EMI, Love Me Do, and P.S. I Love You. And on this day in 2001, America was attacked by al-Qaeda terrorists. They hijacked four jets. Two brought down New York's
1: World Trade Center towers. One slammed into the Pentagon. The fourth was forced down by defiant passengers and flight attendants close to 3,000 lives were lost. And that's this day in history. So, pretty interesting. I didn't know a couple of those. Uh, I, I, it's mm-hmm. it's weird looking back at all of this stuff, the, this stuff from 9-11, and seeing kind of where we came as a country because of all this stuff. And I don't think, one, it gets talked about enough, unless you're listening to politicians and they're trying to equate January 6th with Pearl Harbor and this and all that, but... I don't think it really gets talked about enough. And you, you also think about the aspects of how life as America, as an American, has changed since then because of all that stuff. And you still, you know, you had all the, the this war on terror and all that. You still have all that stuff going on, yet our lives, the restrictions on us or the, the microscope on us, maybe that's a better way to put it, is, is much higher because of that day, <laughs> I think.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it, September 11th, I think, symbolizes, obviously, it, it, it's a terrible day. It's a terrible day because no matter what your beliefs, whether you are you believe in the conspiracy side of September 11th or you, you don't, thousands of people lost their lives on that day, and it was the pretext for the U.S. government to launch illegal wars around the globe mm-hmm. that has resulted in... A million people fucking dying and thousands and thousands of americans dying and being maimed and struggling right so that, that i i that's what i see it as when i see like I, I, the tragedy that has you know and if the if the attacks if we take the attacks on their face value and, it, and it's you know it was osama bin laden doing osama bin laden and it was all and that's everything then his ultimate victory probably is the fact that look at where we've ended up The Patriot Act, all the shit that's come, he he's like partially responsible then for the downfall of Western civilization because that's where we're heading with with all again with the Patriot Act and the the loss of the way everything's gone since then the the expansion of government, the totalitarian state, the censorship, all the bullshit that's followed. He succeeded.
1: Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I mean, it, 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 does seem like that. Maybe he's not the the one that's hundred percent directly responsible, but that kind of kicked all of this stuff off. And the, you know, the, the sadness you have for the people and it, that, that were involved in all that and all the, uh, that, that's all for us civilians. But I don't know that the people that on the top, especially since there's some, uh, you know, who knows what the real story is about mistakes that were made and, and all of those things. But the fact that it's it's that never let a good crisis go to waste thing, uh, I mean, ver, it, I mean, per, it, it's perfectly what that that saying goes for. Uh, they took that and everybody they they took that public sentiment, and we allowed them to just just do stuff in the name of yeah, let's go get them, uh, and now we're reaping the repercussions of that, and they're just they're just kind of building on top of that momentum they got from nine eleven and uh, all that. Um, so,
2: well, yeah, it's I mean, it, it's once they get the power right, they don't want to give it up. And we're going to talk about Posse Comitatus later on. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and don't forget on on this day in 2012, this is when 13 hours went down in Benghazi. Right. When you had uh, Ambassador Stevens, Sean Smith, Tyrone Woods and Glenn Doherty die. So I knew Glenn and I and I knew Tyrone Woods in passing from my time working overseas. You know, so it gets it gets real personal on this stuff, and and again, it comes back to our U.S. our government is playing bullshit with American lives. Yeah, you know, we can talk about the foreign lives, but let's just start with American lives. Hey, how about we don't put American lives in the conflict to suit the military industrial complex and expanding power of the elites? That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you live like and dude, I I mean. I I don't know of a poster child other than my friends and stuff that I you know of people that jumped in hook, line, and sinker and believe. I mean, I remember going over to Afghanistan. No, we won't make the same mistake that we made in Vietnam again. Not a chance. This is le- has to be legit. So, over and over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, Peter said in the chat that uh, the Patriot Act was written before nine eleven. I thought it was because of nine eleven. No.
2: Um, I thought so, too, as we'll have to, you know, what we're doing the posse kumitas, Let's do the history of the Patriot Act and we'll confirm everything next week.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea, because I always thought or maybe it was written before then. Oh. And then that's when they, you know, basically yeah. decided they could go full
2: bore with it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, here, that's, I'm pulling it up right now, actually. OK, and then, uh, yeah, we uh, will. Uh, 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 October 26. 26- it might have been, yeah, written before it was, but it was passed. Is this public law October twenty sixth, two thousand and one? Is
1: what so it, says it was, here. It was on the books, and it basically nine eleven gave them the perfect opportunity to go ahead and implement it, right?
2: Yeah. Well, would uh, yeah, we'll have to look and do the history on that to see when they wrote it and everything. But it was passed in October of uh, two thousand one, about a month, couple yeah, six thought, weeks or so after nine eleven. That'll be a fun show. Yeah yeah
1: all right so but anyway i didn't mean to have this bashing on me because this should be a
2: day of remembrance it should no, be no it's we, we had great heroes on that day yeah 343 firefighters and i a, am sorry nypd i i don't remember how many cops and Port authority and all that a whole lot of heroes ran into those buildings to do what they could to save people yeah you know and a whole lot of people died that day no it's there's, there's heroes to go around and it's just again i i think it's tragic that we've used that to just expand that stuff. So that's what I was getting at.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, And that's, you know, it's, it's sad when you see events like that, you see events like Pearl Harbor, uh, those really major, there's no question about it, events that was horrible, horrible, conflated with, you know, something that happened on January 6th and all that. Just, it, it makes me angry. I mean, not saying that that wasn't screwed up, by any means, I'm not saying that at all, but it shouldn't be in the same damn category as this other stuff. And it is. So uh, they they deserve their own um, th- events like that deserve their own. Um, holy crap. Uh, can't believe that happened category. So um, at any rate, you want to let's let's move on. Do you want to go through the food storage first or the food crisis first? Or you want to go through the positive <laughs> food stores oh,
2: wow i don't know they're, they're both so upbeat um i know i know let's go with uh f comes before p man all
1: right so i gotta find the article here uh this one right here this is the first thing i saw on this and honestly i've been seeing stuff all over the place talking about uh food shortages and uh and and mainly you know it's it's always a global thing but I, I've just been seeing it all over the place. So this is not... My point is, this is not a prepper thing. We're not being doom-porny and all that. This is something that is legitimately... A lot of people are very concerned about happening in uh, 2023. And a lot of this is to has to do with uh, the Ukraine, that whole war and, and all the stuff is going on out there. Even though some of that stuff seems to be getting figured out, uh, it's still... Going to have a lot of repercussions. Uh, this dude right here. Let me put it on this full screen and and see what read what he said right here. Um, he's talking about this is going to be a crisis beyond anything we've seen in our lifetime. And again, he's talking globally, and we can get we can break down what that means for the United States, how we might not um, see it as a lot of countries might. But uh, in this paragraph right here, he talks about. Uh, the situation today is much, much worse, and we're already beginning to see de- destabilization take place in many countries. Sri Lanka, we'll go over that a little bit. Uh, we saw that happening in Mali, Chad, uh, Burkina Faso. Beasley said, we are seeing protests and riots in Kenya, Pakistan, Peru, Indonesia. I could go on and on. You've got the stuff going on in the Netherlands that they're basically fighting uh, or protesting because of the way that they're trying to change the whole farming system, their livelihoods, uh, and it's 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 just all, a lot of stuff that could, you know, come together uh, and be a massive problem. I don't know. I was on Sarah's show the other day with her and Chin. It was, it was a good time too. Go listen to that if you can. But. Um, not you, everybody in the chat. You can too if you want.
2: <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I
1: already asked her. She says, okay, if you want to listen to it. Uh, but we were talking about the, the, the food crisis and we were talking about how the crops, all the stuff that's on the shelf these days is this, the, the crops and the harvest from last year. And coming up in 2023, we're, we're going to be using the stuff that is being harvested like right now. And you've got the, the heat waves, you've got the fires, you've got the lack of fertilizers. You, I mean, there's so many different things uh, that are piling up, even the supply chain issues and, and things like that.
2: Yeah. Hey, do you recall um year ago, year and a half ago, we did a show on something that, that I was talking about, a thing called complex disasters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a complex disaster, right? It's all kinds of other disasters on them on themselves or you know depending on what you how you classify them uh they're classified as like even like regional disasters right like i mean look at china they have a heat wave going on china's having a tough time managing their electrical grid because they got so many people they've never really a lot of them never needed ac before now they're putting acs in and they're all turning their power on and it's killing their power grid because they don't have the grid to support it kind of like california right yeah. So you have that going on, and so what's the heat wave doing? It's it's screwing up with chi- Chinese crops. Meanwhile, China's hoarding stuff. They see this on the horizon, I guess. So they're stockpiling. They're, they're taking like some ridiculous amount of the world's corn and wheat right now. Um, you got the issue in Ukraine. You have the drought out west in California. California is telling farmers that they may cut their water supply. So what? What is what? If if you the farmers don't get water, what does that do to the food crops? Yeah. You know, and so there's so many different pressure points. They have you they have uh you mentioned Sri Lanka, but they just had riots over food prices, not riots. They had protests, 70,000 plus people in Prague protesting over food prices. I believe they had some riots, protests in Italy recently. And yep. it's more and more happening around the world. So, again, it's this complex disaster. Things are scaling up. So I think yeah. I think it's all leading in and when I go to the store here and I, and I challenge everybody, tell me if you go to your store and you see that the shelves are full, go down to the canned food section, go down to the dog food section, go down to the toy section, whatever section it is, not just the food, but go through your stores and look, are they full or they're like just empty parts of the store that don't have much in it at all. And go back to, and like do it in the grocery store, the canned food and stuff. I know I go down to the canned food aisle and there's food. It's not like you're not going to get what you want most days, but if if twenty people want to get that can, that can of soup, you may not get it. The yeah. spice sections are, are are ravaged, right? So we've normalized that now. This looks like what I saw when I w- used to work overseas in like third world and developing countries that had somewhat of an infrastructure, right? So it we see it happening here. It just become we kind of normalize it. No one's talking about it really in the mainstream media, but there are supply shortages. We see it every day when we go to the store. So throw that in there with everything else. And we have a complex disaster unfolding. It's like the, it's like a tsunami though, a slow moving tsunami. It doesn't hit, have to hit right away and just smash us. It can just slowly keep building up, building up. And remember what happens when, when countries have problems with food, the citizens turn on the governments and the governments have two, two choices. They either eat it, right? They, they deal with it and sometimes they, they run away like they did in Sri Lanka. And other times they find somebody to turn into a boogeyman. And usually that's either yeah. someone to commit genocide against or some external country to go, let's go fight that, those guys. And that's where you get big wars when, when people. You know, go look at the why the Weimar Republican stuff before Germany. What see what happened when it went into hyperinflation and all this stuff. So anyway, I think yeah. we're heading for bad times. Haven't well, Russia,
1: Russia and China could be that boogeyman, Yeah. they'd be perfect scapegoats. Yeah. Hey, real quick, uh, Lurated Lady said, What show, Dale? Um, I was talking about sorry, I didn't say it. That if Lisa hasn't put it in the chat, we are Lisa and I were on the Changing Earth podcast with Sarah Hathaway and Chin. Uh, she got a really cool prepping show. Uh, it's kind of a fun conversation, but yeah, I've, I've seen shortages up here a little bit and I don't, honestly, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be the deliveries, the way that the deliveries are going, you know, sometimes maybe I'm, I'm there a day before the shelves get stocked, but mm-hmm just the fact that I'm seeing this stuff more often kind of tells me that it's either getting used more or there's not as they're distributing the supply to other places. And I don't, I don't think we are going to be hit like maybe some South American countries, Africa uh, countries that really depend on imports. Cause we do produce quite a bit of food here in the United States, but we also have quite a few people (laughs) in the United States.
2: And and remember too, it's just not, what happens? Supply and demand, right? So when food becomes in short supply, what happens? The price of food goes up. Yeah. You know, I, I think the the place that's going to be really interesting this this winter is, your, the, the again, the third world, the African countries, maybe a few South American countries, really Africa. They, they may get, hard, get hit hard because they, their food supplies may start drying up. And then watch what happens to the price of everything in Europe because of the price of oil on top of the price of food right see how that goes and see if you don't see a bunch of people out i mean if they're gonna you know if you don't have enough money to heat your house or there's not enough fuel to heat your house or it comes down to heat or food and you're sitting in the freezing cold why not go get warm by walking in a protest outside
1: yeah (laughs) yeah um and i i think and we'll we'll have to wait and see i think there is it's going to be interesting, I suppose I'll put it that way, how things turn out in Europe because of all of this stuff that's going on. And even, you know, the the rest of the world as far as food's concerned, but I think with Europe, the, the position they've put themselves in, uh, specifically Germany and France, the position they put themselves in and... It, weirdly it, it it seems like the position that we're trying to put ourselves in uh it's going to be pretty interesting to see how pl- that plays out and if if putin is just going to be playing games with them and you know it, it he's going to basically have the leverage come you know when that when it's zero degrees outside
2: uh oh i think he already has the leverage i think he's letting him know he's been turning the dials back and kind of letting him know hey this is this is what's coming and you know, I kind of look at like, why why have we been doing this? You know, and, and again, you know, my views on it. I think the U.S. goaded this this war to happen after the, the Maidan uh, coup and the way, way things went down. So it's like, well, why do we do this? And, and I heard a good, I heard someone the other day talking about it somewhere. And it was, we were trying to corner the European natural gas market. The problem is mm-hmm. we shut down all of our natural gas production. And we can't really corner it there because we don't have the ability to do it. I mean, we import. Oh, I don't know if we still do. At the beginning of all this, when we were complaining about Russia, we were still importing Russian national natural gas. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the whole, all of this stuff, like you, like you said, complex disaster, all of this stuff is just compounding one thing after the, after another. So maybe we don't see the extreme food shortages that I, that I have a feeling some, some countries are just bound to see. And, and some are even, it's, it's happening right now in, in some Mm -hmm. parts of the world, Uh, but it's just going to get worse. But we are going to see some of those, you know, I don't the after effects or whatever you want to call it uh, from that stuff, whether that's because we're trying to help out other countries or because other countries aren't going to be able to import as much because they're trying to do other things. I mean, we're going to see some of those things. On top of that, you've got all the stuff here in the United States with the 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 droughts and the the fertilizer shortages and all that um, that is going to kind of compound that as well. That's this this article you found about Sri Lanka, and basically, um, I think I put this link in the in the show notes below. But basically, this this article is talking about how a few years ago the Sri Lankan government tried to go to a different type of farming, right? The organic farming, uh, and yeah. because of that. It just screwed everything up. Go figure, a uh, 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 government screwing everything up, right?
2: Yeah. Well, that gets something? back to our, that. That kind of gets back to our thing that we've talked about a few times now, where they're they're taking these green positions not because it's the right thing to do, but but because it gets them power, it gets them money, it gets them status, what the fuck ever. And they're just throw. Let's do this, Look, California. We're just going to sign a law in effect that. By 2035 and california said the way california goes a lot of other states go right we're gonna we're not we're gonna sign a thing in effect by 2035 no gas powered cars and then two weeks week and a half later we're gonna tell everybody not to charge your california cars your electric cars because we don't have enough power it's the same thing the sri lankan president said hey we're going all organic they went all organic and then their their fields dried up like they didn't think it through they didn't phase it in what what is the best way to go? How can we go as organic as possible and still feed our fucking population? like I have no problem doing that. figure it out, but he just he killed it now food prices are through the roof not enough people are uh, they, they don't have enough food and that's why they uh, they overturn their government
1: yeah and and that's why you're seeing a lot of these protests and riots and again, that is one more thing on that that whole com- com- complex disaster scenario that we could be seeing. You get riots and protests because regardless whether it's directly the government's fault or not, I mean, this, that Sri Lanka situation absolutely was. But regardless whether it's the administration here in this country, it would be the administration that's currently there. Doesn't matter if it's their fault or not. When people can't eat, when people can't heat their homes, they get pissed off. And who and, you know, the finger gets pointed to the top, regardless who's sitting up there. Um, So and that's happening all over the place. Uh, More than I can remember in my lifetime, different countries. Maybe it's because I'm paying more attention, but I just see it happening more often.
2: Well, I think there's that like implicit contract that we have with our governments, right? Like we we will all do what's, you know, you ask us to do to within reason. You act on our on our behalf. In the, in the best interest of us, so that way we can feed our families. I mean, think about the people of Sri Lanka. It's not like it's the most developed country in the world in a lot of ways. The people there, when you go to third world countries, they don't have the same expectations that we do. They don't have TVs, a lot of people, right? So their, their expectations are literally like, hey, we need to have enough food so we can support our families. They have very minimal expectations in a lot of ways. And they can't meet that. Right? What? How is this? When this stuff ripples, we see it rippling more. I mean, the the whole that you mentioned the the Paris deal with with the farmers or the uh, Netherlands, the farmers in the Netherlands, right? They're trying to make them go to ways that won't work, so yeah. they're out there protesting. This is happening around the world. Populism, man. You're seeing more and more people step up, and we're heads. We're going down a dangerous path because people are just getting pissed off.
1: Yeah, it, it concerns me here in the United States because you see Bill Gates buying up a whole bunch of farmland or maybe it's not directly Bill Gates, but it's his food technology company, whatever, I can't remember what it's called, but they're the ones that are purchasing all this farmland. And for what? Is it to try to do the same? I know it is. To try to do the same type of, of new food production type type stuff, new farming, uh, all of that different thing, all of those different things. So we're going to see all of that stuff, um, you know, slowly over the next few years start to play out. I don't know if that affects us next year. Uh, because I don't think all the pieces are in place for that BS, but um, I, I think we're going to see something. And if it's not shortages, if it's not uh, the, you know the food crisis that's going to hit us that hard, you're, you're definitely going to see the inflation. You're definitely going to see the shortages. All of those different things are just bound um, to happen in in the next however many months. I don't know. So it's
2: well, it's it, going to be interesting. Definitely a concern. It, the new inflation numbers should be coming out here in a few days right for uh what we're, we're we're in September now so for um for, oh, we should see last month's inflation numbers and it'll be interesting to see if they go up how they cook them down because you have the chairman of the Fed saying uh oh, things are going to get bad talking about raising interest rates again you know the government's trying to spin it like everything's good and i'm i'm seeing more and more talking heads out there like oh no we're, everything's good it, it's it's coming down they're trying to say it's coming down and i'm like what are you talking about but maybe I mean, hey, they're experts. Maybe, maybe that, maybe they're being one hundred percent truthful. I guess we'll see in the next couple of months. But, dude, if inflation's running rampant through Christmas, ooh, I think that's going to be bad news going into twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah, yeah. On on Wednesday, I do want to talk about inflation too on our Blabbercast show because I've found a cool article that basically talks about all of this, and not like we didn't know it, but it's all BS, and it's all built. You know, when the when the Fed took over, basically, it's all built to benefit them and then we got to get the the leftovers the crumbs so uh pretty interesting though yeah but and and you know what there's nothing we can do about it really we can bitch and scream about it but it's their game we're just we're just part of it so
2: oh yeah uh, no it's their, it dude it, it, it's their circus man right we're, yeah. we're we're not we're not calling the shots
1: they they need us but they don't need us. They don't acknowledge us until, you know, until we make our voices heard and then they have to acknowledge us. And I'm talking the whole machine up top, not it, an individual person or whatever. And that includes corporations, you know, that includes the Fed. That I, I includes think, politicians. I think they,
2: they need, they need some of us more than others and they, they want some of us a lot less than others.
1: Yeah. 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 Especially this administration. If you don't have mainstream opinions, you're you're a terrorist. Uh, What's your I'm going to play that on Wednesday, too. What's her name? Pierre uh, said something like that. If you don't if you don't believe what we believe, then that's an extreme position. Ridiculous. Um, Anyway, yeah, I, I think, you know, watch out. I mean, hopefully we are wrong. Uh, in when, when it comes to 2023, but I, I'm personally kind of doing everything I can and not doing it to the point where I'm breaking the bank and I'm maxing out the credit cards or any, anything like that, but I'm personally doing what I can just to kind of hedge my bets. Uh, and hopefully I, I can just sit back and watch, uh, with a little bit more ease in 2023. Um, I, I think, are going. I think
2: we're going to see a, we're going to see this current iteration and it depends on how the elections go, but I think it's fair to assume that the current iteration we're going to see kind of hit a crescendo in 18 months or so a year, somewhere 18 months, because that's, a, that's the presidential election. Right. And they're, you know, and they're, and they're tuning up Gavin Newsom to run. So this is going to be just a complete shit show. I mean, you have Mr. French Laundry himself. Mr. Lockdown's going to, you know, possibly run for president here, it looks like. You know, and then th- they're trying to indict Trump. So I I think in the next 18 months, you're going to see a lot. It, I, it's going to ratchet up because they have to get ready for the next election. And, and it's not about unifying anymore. It's about dividing, right? We see what Biden's yeah. doing. He's pandering to his base right now with, all, with what he's saying. So... I imagine it's just going to that's what's going to we're going to see for the next 18 months. And, you know, I already see you. You look at the elections right now, like the the polls. And and I'm watching polls and, and maybe you can make the argument over road versus Wade that it's going to motivate a lot of people on the left. And the economy is still so terrible. It, it's interesting to watch them again, paint this narrative. Oh, the left's going to sweep things. So the, the left, I, I see people saying this stuff. No, no, we're, we're totally going to crush it in, in the midterms. And it's like, they're, they're, they're ganking the polls again, right? They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're just bullshitting us about everything. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. I forgot about all that stuff too. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the second you think you got everything figured out, <laughs> no. you, you remember that you forgot about something that has potential <laughs> to be, you know, something else altogether. On on top of all like the I other said, crap,
2: it's complex, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, no shit. All right, so I wanted to talk about this Posse Comitatus Act, and you uh had you got quite a few different articles on this, which I want to go through. But it's it's really interesting as I was reading this stuff uh, about what it actually means. I mean, the the basis of it that most of us know, like this article uh, from Wikipedia right here, uh, is and. You know, take Wikipedia for what it is, but at least with this, it's just a basic definition. Uh, but it's basically how the US military can't be used against domestic citizens. That's kind of our thoughts of it, right? Uh, well, what- I think
2: most, so I think, I think it's fair to assume first by Wikipedia, we know it's largely controlled by the central intelligence agency, the, the government establishment, military industrial complex. So this is their information. Right, and so I believe most people assume, oh, posse comitatus, they're comitatus, they can't use federal troops against us on U.S. soil, right? They can't u- use the, the military. <clears throat> Wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and it's called. And I assumed before reading all this stuff you sent, and we'll go through this. I assumed the National Guard, and I think probably a lot of people do, are just you know weekend warrior type dudes that are men and women that join. uh to, you know, because they have other things going on and, and all of that. And yeah. not they're not at the level of Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, those, those type guys, right? Um, mm-hmm. Wrong. <laughs> Reading some of these, and we'll go through it. But I thought it was interesting on this right here, where it talks about how um, the act was originally applied. Let me put this on full screen so people can see it. Uh, the act was originally applied only to the United States Army but a uh, subsequent amendment in 56 expanded the scope to the air force. And then in 21, which is just really recent, uh, they expanded it to cover the, the Marines and the Navy and the space force. Uh, but like you were talking about uh, the, the act doesn't prevent the army national guard, uh, the air national guard, and even the the coast guard from uh, operating domestically. Right. Is that basically like like what the Posse Comitatus Act was means? Is that
2: yeah? So so it doesn't it doesn't apply. It only applies to those those uh, branches that you mentioned. It doesn't apply to the NSA. It doesn't apply to the National Guard and units like that. And so that's how they get around it, mm-hmm. right? And it's like you mentioned, we're going to show some some articles on it. The National Guard has a lot of really good top end. So, some of the initial guys leading the initial shit in Afghanistan back in the day were National Guard soldiers. You got 19 Special Forces Group. It's kind of like the Western United States, and then which is based out of, I think, Utah. And then you have 20th Special Forces Group, which is based out of Alabama or Mississippi, somewhere down in the south. Um, that's kind of the the eastern half of the United States. And there's a lot of special operations units in there, and there are other special operations units on a state by state basis that can all be turned on, and used against the people. But they're military assets; they get all their assets out of them. They get funded by the state, but they get all their training through the military. It's it's like this, you know. Again, it, it's they define they the government defines it, right? So no, no, that's okay. It's totally good. We can we can do that because it's it's not federal troops. Yeah yeah
1: and it's it, it I don't know man I mean my I and I think a lot of people because we see the National Guard like in the, the stuff that was going on in Mississippi the water uh, the water issues sure. out there that's what we see the National Guard right or' standing in front of the Capitol to protect our our little mm-hmm. politicians uh, helping people out in natural disasters that's kind of what sure. we see the National Guard doing quite a bit but we don't see uh, you've got a couple articles and I'll let you explain what these are. About the a few different groups that are that are more badass than those dudes handing out water bottles and stuff like that that we kind of well, think of when we think of National guard, right
2: Yeah and, and I mean I think all National guard are badass right like they all do a yeah. tough job. They're the ones that when you think about it, Louisiana National Guard when you're out there passing out water bottles because a hurricane just smashed out your state, well, your house might have gotten smashed out. Right, so they're, I think you know they're they're all they're all great. And then when you get to these these special forces groups, like these are some there's some studs. Yeah, you know I got a lot of friends in there, and they are really locked on. People, I, I don't think so anymore. I don't think that I have a lot of friends in there anymore. I'm I'm older now, but back in the day, <laughs> a lot of friends out of there, right? And so they're really locked on. I mean, they're they're special forces. They've gone through everything. They deploy. They they do. They they are on. Typically, they probably do a lot more active days than the one weekend a month because they got a lot of training. They do. They do a lot of deployment. So, um, yeah, they're really locked on. That's 19th group. That's out of Utah. That's the one we talked about a minute ago.
1: Yeah, and this one actually was it. This one. Oh yeah, about the 19th Special Forces Group uh, is headquartered at Camp Williams, Utah, with elements in California, Washington, Rhode Island, West Virginia. Uh, Ohio, Montana, Colorado, and Texas. So these dudes are all over the country. So when you think about, and then you've got the twentieth Special Forces too. This is just a Wikipedia page, but is this the same type of of yeah? That's
2: of group. That's for the east. That's for the eastern United States. Nineteenth is west. Eastern twentieth uh, is uh, uh, east.
1: Okay, so it's. I mean, it's just interesting that there's a lot of. Uh, assets I suppose that if it did come down to something like that and then you think about the FBI you think about your local law enforcement uh, yeah I mean just all sorts of different ways that you know with with Biden talking about how he's got F-15s and all that stuff um, you know maybe it's not it doesn't have to be the actual military arms of the the military
2: well now and keep in mind there aren't like you know hundreds of thousands or even probably tens of thousands of these guys, right? They're, they're, they're a select few. It's 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 a difficult process. It's hard. They're, 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 so there's not they're not like everywhere. It's not like, oh, yeah, every, every time someone walks out, they're going to have some special forces guys going to be sitting outside. It just shows the capability that the United States government, when they say, oh, no, we got posse comitatus, that they have a big capability that works around that, that they've built that into the system.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think my thoughts on this is I'd be more like out where I am, which is semi-rural. Actually, it's becoming suburban. By the time I get old, it's going to be the suburbs out here where I live. But um, I think I'd be more concerned in large cities, in large population centers where they need to kind of retake control or something like that, rather than uh, the outskirts when something like this happened. And on the other hand, too, I'm not sure how many people, depending on the situation, just because they're in the National Guard or even military service doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that they're going to go against the the people of this country. And I suppose that would depend on what the cause was.
2: This is not saying that they will do that. You know, this is, they might, that some might, some might not. I mean, you know, again, it comes back to like, vaccinations and what's going on, what are, you know, everybody has a perspective they build off of their stuff. So no, but what it's saying is it's the capability is there, you know, it's something we're not talking about here and where they really use it is they make joint task force, right? So they'll bring a federal agent into like a local task force. And that way you get, you get federal, you can attack on federal time and federal charges to it, which they don't get good behavior. So it's how they, they put a lot of pressure when they catch somebody and they want to really try to jam them up. They're like, "Hey, we can give you this prison sentence. You can roll the dice to see if you go go away. But you know, if you go away, you get thirty years. They they throw really hard prison sentence at them. So a lot of people just, yeah, I, I'll I'll take your three years or whatever. But there, there's a lot of shenanigans they pull by mixing these two elements when when it suits them and they write and again the laws. Well, it's in your state, so we're we can do this kind of shit. So
1: yeah, yeah. Um, this one here, and then I wanted to get to your article on the NSA. Let me put this full screen, but um, explain this one right here. This first paragraph is basically, recently various National Guard units have been mobilized to respond to emergencies within their home states, kind of like those natural disasters I was talking about. Um, having served in more than one branch of the United States military, uh, I'm ve- very well aware that this kind of traditional reputation of active-duty soldiers, sailors, and airmen, and Marines uh, might assign... It basically, what our thoughts of the National Guard are, but that's completely wrong. Um, and this this says that the National Guard trains and fights the same standards as their, as their active duty counterparts. So they're, um, you know, this idea that we have uh, is kind of flawed, I suppose, because we do see yeah, the, them. The, the only time we ever see them is in peacekeeping and helping mode.
2: The difference, the real difference between I, I think I look at between the difference between the National Guard and the military. Is that the National Guard? They typically minus the special units and and some units, some people that work, do the job full time. It's like that's their their day in day out job. The majority of the National Guard they just don't get as many hours in. Right? It's like it's it, it's like a basketball player. They don't get as many repetitions in practicing. When you're in yeah. the, when you're in the regular military, that's what you do all day long, every day. You learn this stuff, constant training, constant training, constant training. So the National Guards getting their stuff in. Over the course of a weekend, that's why when it comes time to go deploy somewhere, a lot of them do this really long They go for months and months and months and do a very specific train up where that's all they do for months before they deploy is train. So that's the big difference between them, really.
1: I think. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. It's just the amount uh, that they train. Uh, this article right here, uh, and this is I, I thought this was pretty interesting because as you read this and again, the links below is kind of hard to read on here. See if I can make it a little bit bigger, it's gonna work. But this basically talks how the the NSA and the armed uh, a, a couple of different agencies basically or a few different agencies they kind of work hand in hand. Where this is talking about how the NSA isn't allowed to like open investigations or or do anything like that, but they are the they are the data collection, right? They are the people that get all this information for the guys that are allowed to open these investigations and do all that stuff. So while they're not the ones, you know, that are going to be knocking on your door, hopefully, maybe, I don't know. Uh, they are the ones that get all this information to those agencies that would be knocking yeah. on your door.
2: Well, I, I think you can think of it like. The other agencies that are doing the investigation, and when I say agencies, whether that's, you know, whatever level of government that's involved in it, you can think of them as like, you know, on law and order being the detectives that actually go off and they run everything to the ground and they're the ones that go on with the guns to try and do the arrest. And the NSA is the people outside that listen in the van and record everything. Yeah. Kind of, kind of what, what they do. But they're, they're able. But they're able to take all that information. One, and we have, we have a video. I don't think we have it ready today. Um, but we have that video of Rand Paul where he, he says, yeah, the NSA can listen to every conversation and record every conversation in the world that's happening on cell phone, wherever they can suck it all in. Yeah. So that's going on. Then they use their computing system to cross reference it, to create matrixes, to establish patterns of life. Think about it. they're getting a the data dump from all your social media. They're getting a data dump from your, your phone, your, your mobile phone company. So they can, you know, get through your metadata, whatever of, of so much shit to establish your patterns of life. They have, you know, if you think about January 6th and other places where they, they go two levels deep on, Hey, and anybody that was in your phone book, we're going to monitor their shit. And anybody that was in any of their phone books, we're going to monitor their shit. Yeah. So when you start extrapolating that out where they even could go deeper they they're grabbing up everything they're sucking everything up and what are we going to We all know yeah. it everybody fucking knows it government doing anything about it? Did anything happened about it? Nothing's getting done in this administration, nothing got done in the last administration. No one's doing fuck all cuz the government wants the power of it.
1: Yeah, and, and people, uh, this is pretty interesting, that I want to read this paragraph, but people are, are, aren't demanding that accountability, so there's no reason for them to do it. People are just, just okay with the whole situation. They're monitoring everything I do. Uh, but this says right here in this paragraph, the NSA is tasked with global monitoring, collecting, decoding, uh, translation, and analysis of information and in foreign, uh, foreign intelligence and counterintelligence purposes. Uh, including surveillance of targeted indivi- targeted individuals in U.S. territory, uh, which is how they've kind of skirted that whole can't spy on American citizens thing. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that the NSA is also responsible for the protection of U.S. government communications and information systems. As part of the growing practic- practice of mass surveillance in the United States, the NSA collects and stores all phone records on all American citizens. And while that's not something that is surprising i suppose it really is disconcerting when you read something like that that they're they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want to do basically
2: mm-hmm. yeah well i mean you think about so everywhere you go with your phone in your pocket they know and they know when you were there yeah right so and then they know who else was there at the same time like and then they start Okay, well did they have communications? What did they do? There's so many things that if they want to spider web that out, they can find out so much. It's just insane the amount of information we give them. Yeah. And we a lot of us use apps. There are a lot of really good apps out there that the app is not the reason they made it. They like, like it's an app that functions really well, right? Like you get a lot of functionality. A lot of people love it. Like, wow, this thing makes my life better. The app was only created to get your information because on the back end, what the sole purpose of the app of having a really good app is to be able to sell your information. Yeah. Right? So, one of the things that is going is happening right now is law enforcement is going to a law and you know, people are going to say, well, if you don't break the law, you don't have anything to worry about. We see right now like pistol braces. Right. We, we talked about that before the show where they're yep. rewriting the laws and turning people into criminals. So it, that that whole thing, well, if you're not breaking the law, you don't have anything to worry about is bullshit. You're only breaking the, you're only not breaking the law till they till they rewrite the law. Right. So it, I, that
1: that pisses me off because I was I was thinking about getting a damn pistol brace <laughs> because right yeah. now the end of my gun is basically just a metal bar. Uh, my pistol is just a metal bar, uh, and and if you're you put that, and I know you're not supposed to, but if you put that on your shoulder, that's gonna hurt like a mother. <laughs> Shooting sure. a few rounds of that thing, it's gonna put a hole in your freaking shoulder. But but now I'm not going that route because I just don't know what. One, I'm not doing their little preemptive. Uh, what you no. you have an opportunity to register your crap with us before it becomes illegal. Uh, I'm just not doing that. So it's, it's like, okay, what do I do now? I, I've got to figure out, you know, the the legal option or alternative to uh, what that is. And it may be like we talked about earlier, maybe just be putting a, a longer barrel on it and, yeah. and making it a lot Well, I hour. mean,
2: again, it, co- it comes back to the, the issue though, that there's just so much they can do with this information now. Like every, we don't think about it. We, Oh, I'm private. Like I, you know, I don't give out any of my passwords. I use a, you know, uh, I, I encrypt all my, tr- my traffic on the internet. You know, I, I go, I, I go through spe- all the stuff that we have. Right. And you st- we still carry our cell phones that just transmit un- just monstrous amounts of data. And yeah. they're taking it all. The ad yeah. companies are taking all they're selling it to law enforcement to figure out, Oh, what do you do? And, you know, somewhere on some, if you make their list somewhere sometime, Someone may look you up and look up all your data and like, what's this? And it, the the farther down the road we go, the easier it is for them to have databases that just pull your data and present, Hey, this is who this person is. This is their habits. This is all this shit about you. Yeah. All because well, you have not make a list.
1: And that article basically in a nutshell basically says they're allowed to collect any data that they want. Yeah. The, it's just the, how they use that data is where the laws come in.
2: Sure, because the FISA courts tell them, right? No. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it's all these other agencies that know exactly how to skirt all this stuff and what they need to do to weasel through and the loopholes and all that crap. So Mm -hmm. um, it's all possible. And if you've got this big pool of information, you just got to figure out how to pull that legally uh, to where it can be used in court and all that stuff. Uh, Yeah. I had a, uh, I'm trying to figure, I, I had a point. Oh, I was, I was going to say with all the stuff we're talking about with these complex disasters, these uprisings in the, that, could be possible in the future. And you talked about how people are like, Hey, I haven't done nothing. I've done it. I've done anything wrong. I don't care. Well, think about that. When that stuff, if that, if something like that were to kick off and they have all that information available to them. So if they need to find you or a group or whatever it is it's going to be that easy for them to find that, that whatever that is.
2: Yeah. Well, and they'll say this, you know, your conspiracy, this is bullshit, but has there ever been a government that has outlawed a way of thinking or an, an opposition group and then like gone after them? Yeah. It's happened all throughout fucking history. Yeah. Yeah. So to think that somehow that our government won't and hey and for the people that are, you know, on the left or the people and that they're saying, Oh, well, that would be Trump. And for the people on the right saying that that's Biden, it's it, it's happening all across the board. And if you support it at any one time, you're saying, Hey, I'm willing to have it come back on me later on. Right. Again, we have to go back to fundamental freedoms here. Like if it, you, even if it fucking pisses you off what someone has to say, that it's their right to say it. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, well,
1: and that it all boils down to the, that the cost of freedom, right? How much freedom are you willing to sacrifice uh, for safety? And, so, and I well, think how a much lot freedom of freedom are you willing days, to
2: sacrifice? How much freedom are you willing to sacrifice? So you don't hear opinions that are that different from the you, you. And so that way it doesn't stress, stress you out. That's, that's a lot of do, people right? these
1: days. Yeah. Yeah, I'm personally on the side of I want to hear it. I want to hear exactly what you have to say because I want to know what I'm in for or or what, you know, how to formulate my opinion. But a lot of people, yeah, they don't want to hear this, these other opinions, other narratives, other, you know, the. Uh, you know, especially the this administration doesn't want to hear anything other than you know the the company line what they're telling. And there's a lot of people like that too. So, and I think that's all of this that we're talking about is a big reason why we're heading down the path we're heading because there's a lot of acceptance oh, yeah. for all this stuff, and the government just no- has to wait until that the time is right. Kind of like nine eleven. Well, wait,
2: wait till the second week of November when Trump announces that he's running for president again. Yeah. That, see see how watch the watch the the decibel meter on everything just on on society the tension that's out there and everything just crank up as everybody goes into full fucking attack mode both ways watch how that goes yeah great yeah
1: what are your before we get out of here what are your thoughts on on what's going on with all that because i can't It's frustrating to me because there's so much BS coming from the top. One day I I start hearing about stuff and it's like, hey, you know, maybe they do actually have something. And then I start thinking about how many times I thought that with the whole Russia thing going on. So it's really, you just, you have no freaking idea if they're completely full of shit, if they're trying to pull a fast one, or if there's actually legitimate um stuff that that could be going on and it's that's what's well, frustrating all this shit they talk about with fake news or i mean with misinformation um that's the that's the misinformation you just don't know what to believe what are your thoughts on what's going on I, I, other than I, wait and i see? think you
2: always i think you have to look at or the, the way i approach it is i always believe that the truth is somewhere in the middle i try to remind myself the truth is probably somewhere in the middle even when it's my own shit right like i see things from my fucking perspective and my perspective isn't always right nor is it 100 per- it's not always 100 percent, and it's not always you know even i i could be off one percent of a, a one degree in in from reality right so it means i have room for improvement so i think with them i look at it as like so what, what they're telling me they want me to know that's what they want us to look at yeah. so what's what what is really happening You know, it gets back to like when we talk about the climate stuff, you know, you and I agree. Hey, man, the climate there's problems with the fucking climate. And then what we say is, but you need to have the foundation if you're going to try to do shit to make the climate better so that we have less impact on it. You need to have the foundation so it doesn't fucking destroy the society you're trying to protect. Yeah. So I I think it's somewhere in there in more more in the middle, at least look, start looking there and going, okay, well, what if what if they're partially right? What if they're all all wrong? And back, you know, it's just when we say we are 100% right then we fuck ourselves. Yeah. Cuz we don't see shit coming. Or we yeah. or we're less likely to see shit coming.
1: Well, it's just also manufactured and that's what pisses me off because on one side I can see him doing some stupid shit. Uh, I can 100% see that. Uh, and, and yeah. not to the extent like they're talking about with espionage and, and nuclear codes and shit like that. I'm just talking about, you know, him wanting, like he got text messages with Kim Jong-un or something, and him wanting that as like a trophy or something because he's a, a narcissistic dirtbag, but
2: well, but I, I look it's at all it this manufactured. Way they know, and, and and people from both sides have said it over and over again that all presidents leave office with a bunch of classified shit. And like their security in which they store that is it has is questionable a lot of times. Yeah. So it comes back to what are they enforcing on him that they haven't enforced on everybody else? Like, why aren't they fucking rating George Bush? Why aren't they rating all these other people again? Because it's Trump and they don't fucking like him. Right. But at the same time, you know, don't give him ammunition. You know, and, and again, it comes back. We talked about that one show. It shows you just how fucked up our government is when they can't even do a transition where they have somebody. Yeah. Is there any classified information in that box? Um, No, it needs to go in the pile. We need to review it like they couldn't even handle that for the White House. Like our, our country can't even fucking move a person and get a good inventory of this shit and make sure that they don't take anything they're not supposed to take.
1: And it wasn't just Trump either. It was Obama, no. Clinton. I mean, all sorts of... It's, it's all of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: It's just they're weaponized. The problem is that they, you know, it's they're weaponized. So I don't know where this shit goes. If they keep ratcheting it up and going after him and his counterparts and they try to indict him again, I think you see a bunch of people show up to Mar-a-Lago and form some ad, ad hoc group like say, hey, come and get him. Fuck you. Yeah, You know, and, and the scary part is, I don't know, does a state... does. Where, where do states start lining up on that one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where does everything start lining up past then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think all of this has – it all boils down to the whole – the same reason the gen, the sixth hearings and all that stuff is going on, and it's to get him out of the picture, period, 100%. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's probably stuff they probably could because he's done he, – he hasn't done himself any uh, a lot of favors in the past, and because he's done some stuff, there's probably stuff that he probably could get um, in trouble for and other politicians could have gotten in trouble for before but they sure. didn't so well, I yeah I just don't know Clinton, where it right? goes
2: how 30, 30,000, whatever fucking tens of thousands of emails Hillary Clinton had yeah. and, and like Comey yeah. said that like her shit had direct impacts on national security yeah right so nothing you know again we 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 have an example of what didn't happen so uh, and I don't know. Just well, it, it, it's pushing us more and more down down this divide, and yeah, we'll, we'll see where we'll see where it leads. I don't I don't yeah, think it's going to lead anywhere good right now because people are so hot. People, they're not. Again, it's about division. It's not about and, and trying to rally a base rather than trying to bring people together and figure it the fuck out.
1: Yeah, I, I think his reasoning or the reasoning behind Hillary was that she didn't do it on purpose or something to that effect. And I was like, "Well, that's a bunch of bullshit." National, national security is national security. It shouldn't matter whether it's on purpose or not.
2: But yeah, you know, well, I, I hey, know there's out, civilians I, that you you remember the motto of of Trump's campaign: "Lock her up, lock her up." And then where'd that go once he got the power to lock her up to make to to hey, go do an investigation? Let's get a special investigator to look into this stuff. Yeah, where did that happen? Yeah. Nothing. So.
1: That was the first thing that turned me off of Trump. That was my first red flag right there. Going okay, because once he got in there, yeah, it was gone. It was—I mean, it was just gone. Uh, And and I was like, okay. And that was the main reason. It and not to not to lock her up, but to make sure that she didn't become president uh, was the main reason. And when he kind of failed on that, I was like, okay, there's one. You know, what else yeah. are we going to do? And then he then he starts getting dudes like Jeff Sessions and a, a couple other guys, even Reince Priebus, I didn't like in the beginning. He start doing no, that Reince stuff, is a the whole sucker. drain the swamp was going down going out, out the
2: window. The, the drain the swamp got drained. And and people yeah. out there will say, people out there come up with the reasons why he couldn't drain the swamp. Oh, they wouldn't let it. They, dude, he again, he, he was the man. And so, anyway, I don't see, yeah. I don't, I don't see any way forward because, again, I look at who's waiting in the wings. And even, you know, look at if Trump does get elected or if Biden were to run and get elected, both would be lame duck presidents right from the get go. Right. Either either one of them. So um, if hopefully somebody comes out that has, you know, that has again, this unit, but I don't see them. Do you think anybody could actually get anything done then? Because they're just going to get stuffed by both parties. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think it's kind of interesting, the whole timing of all of this stuff that we're talking about. Because if you're talking about 18 months and we're talking about food crisis and, and all the, the inflation, um, the kind of uh, Great Depression kind of went on for a few years, a couple years, and we could be seeing something like that. And then you put on top of this, at a time when everybody's just pissed off and everybody's frustrated, you, you put a presidential election in there where there's... No good options, uh, and it's only the you know which which evil guy which which clueless guy do you want or or I mean it could be very interesting in you know mm-hmm. in in well here's the or thing so. too
2: if you if you believe a bunch of the food crisis the recession all that is manufactured okay then why is it being manufactured yeah. Right? what are they doing why are they why are they manufacturing it. Are they distracting us from something? Where are they heading us? Yeah, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. I
1: and I do believe there's an element of that. I do, because I think they're trying to push some sort of new system or or they they're trying to just like in the Netherlands with what I think one of Bill Gates's uh factories or something got burned down out there too, which is kind of funny. But I think they're trying to figure out this this quote unquote sustainable crap. Uh, and trying to change the whole system. And I think that's uh, part of the issue. But you talk about like Ukraine. I mean, you, you, maybe it's not the food crisis being being done on purpose, but Ukraine, if that was done on purpose, that kind of le- leads to the whole food crisis thing because all that wheat that could yeah. be going to these countries that are going to be going through this stuff, um, that, that causes those problems. So it's well, the I mean, dickheads like, we, on top we, we, that we, can't see the full picture.
2: Well, maybe they can. We we talked about at the beginning yeah. of the show, right? We said we said that the you know we talked about with with nine eleven that they used as a pretext to get into Iraq and a bunch of other legal wars. Eh, maybe this is maybe this Ukraine was their pretext to get into all kinds of other shit, right? It's
1: yeah. Taiwan's next. Maybe we'll, we'll talk see. about that Wednesday. We got to get out of here, but I don't want to start going on Taiwan. Be another twenty right. minutes. Um, We will talk about that next because that's pretty interesting because you're looking at that same time frame, that 18 months, I I think anyway, where something could kick off. They're going to wait a little bit and things are going to sort of escalate uh, and wait for Ukraine to die down a little bit. And then the military industrial complex is going to need another income stream. So
2: (laughs) they got to Remember, they have to have something going into the November elections uh for the president right in 24 they have to have something ratcheting up to make you want to vote for gavin newsom or whoever the fuck they run so i i what two three months out you'll see whatever that's coming up so it'll be interesting to see what happens man
1: yeah yeah. we
2: won't won't have we won't be we won't have a shortage of shit to talk about no kid
1: no kid and yeah i I mean i don't know man it it just you you think about all these things and you think about that two-year time frame it's like, holy crap, this could literally be, you know, enjoy yourself right now um, right. because, you know, start doing your training and start getting your supplies and start doing all the stuff that, you know, that you need to be doing because who freaking knows. Um, at any rate, very good show. A lot of uh, cool topics. The The Positive Comitatus Act is always interesting because you think about all this stuff that could be boiling over uh, and kind of... You kind of have to be realistic about what to expect. And honestly, we don't know, but it is it is interesting to look at the things that they can do. Just because they can do it doesn't mean they will. But there's a whole lot of things they can do. And to assume that we are, you know, that the military can not intervene and we're so free and, and they have restrictions. Uh, it's been proven time and again that they don't. So. Excuse me. So pretty interesting stuff. But uh, do, you, do you have anything else before uh, we get out of here tonight? I think we no man, it's fun show. Yeah, yeah. All right, everyone in the chat. I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, in the after show, we are doing the after show over at the bug out location tonight. Uh, if you're not a member, you can go to thebugoutlocation.com. Uh, become a member. Uh, we do our after show videos is like 20 minutes. We talk about a prepping topic. Tonight we're going to talk about survival caches. Uh, I've it just want to talk about you know when, where, all of that different stuff uh, as far as. Um, Caches go for preppers, and I think I'm going to actually make one and, and bury it for a while and see how it goes. But uh, with that, everyone in the chat, I appreciate you all joining in tonight, and everyone listening to the podcast, appreciate it. Uh, until next time, talk to you later. Take care and prepare.
0: Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Survival Preppers. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to join us on YouTube for our weekly live shows. For more information or to connect with Duff and Dale, visit the SurvivalPreppers.com or the BugOutLocation.com for members only content and prepping courses. See everyone next time.